Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi, and I am your host. And we have on today's show Fisker's Q3 2022 earnings call. We are just 10 days away from the time that I'm recording this on November 7th. We are 10 days away from Fisker starting production on the Fisker Ocean SUV. We have at least one person who listens to this show who is in the first five thousand to receive that car i'm so excited for them and i'm really hoping they share a little bit of that experience with me and tell me what they think of the vehicle because you know boots on the ground uh, as i don't have one but yeah i i'm in i i think if you've been listening to the show for any length of time i'm in love with the fisker ocean i think this is a great looking car it looks like it's or sounds excuse me sounds like it's got a lot of cool technology in it only time will tell when we actually get the car And the reviewers can dig into it and tell us if it lives up to the hype. Now, one of the things that I like to focus on these earnings calls is not... I don't want to focus on the financial part of it. I want to focus on the tech part of it. And I mentioned this last week. The reason why we do these is so that we can kind of put into perspective the news cycle for the next 90 days. And because I don't focus on the financial stuff so much, uh, I can knock these things out pretty quick now. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, the Fisker earnings call was not that interesting. Um, I, I picked some, some things that I think were, would be beneficial and interesting to you, the listener, but there was over 40 minutes of prepared statements by, uh, Henrik Gita, who's the CFO, and Henrik and Gita are married, and one other gentleman. I can't, I don't, I didn't write his name down, but there was over 40 minutes before we got to questions, and there was only 20 minutes of questions. So I cherry picked the best bits, and I am going to play them for you now. First up, we have Heinrich Fisker, who is, he talked for 15 minutes straight. 
Um, I edited it down to around five minutes. So um, like I said, I cherry picked the best bits. So let's go ahead and listen to Heinrich's opening remarks. Despite the ongoing global turbulence, we have successfully navigated the challenging environment, closely collaborating with our partners to protect our startup production timeline. So 2022 progress continues at a strong page, pace. Uh, the Ocean program is on track for startup production in a couple of weeks, to be exact, November 17th. Our reservations have continued to grow. We now have over 62,000 reservations and orders for the Fisker Ocean. Customers are really responding to the Fisker Ocean's class-leading and industry-first features, and we got quite a few of those, uh, and sold out. Uh, of calendar 2023, the U.S. allocation for Ocean Ultra and Sport trims in response to the IRA, and the balance sheet remains solid at over $800 million in cash, and business continues to scale. Uh, the fiscal team is now approximately uh, 700 globally, and I expect that we'll probably get close to 800 uh, before the end of this year. Uh, we are driven by strong growth in India which gives us uh, around-the-clock capabilities to design the software and services that will go into our vehicles pre- and post-production. Uh, on the ocean update, our priority number one has been to launch a high-quality fiscal ocean that has class-leading features and class-leading range. Ocean testing and validation has progressed well over the quarter. Uh, Bukat will share some more details, but there's a few that I just want to highlight right away. Uh, we finalized uh, real-world hot climate testing, and that was completed in Death Valley, California, where it was up to 122 degrees, and everything performed extremely well. Uh, we also improved the maneuverability and overall ride and handling of the vehicle, so the ocean suspension has been developed for enhanced agility in all conditions, and I've I personally driven this vehicle, and it, it just feels amazing. Same with the braking efficiency, regeneration, optimization for maximized energy recovery, and a consistent pedal feel. We have worked closely with our supplier through design verification and parts validation, testing, and parts have been migrating from prototype to home line tools to serial tools. Getting to high quality and stable high volume ramp up production typically takes about 12 months. We deliberately plan our production ramp to ensure mature supplier parts tooling, mature parts, and mature software to provide the highest quality vehicle to our earliest customers. We have developed a detailed four-stage ramp-up plan to ensure part suppliers follow our anticipated production ramp volumes. Our 2023 quarterly production plan is as follows. Q1 over 300 units, Q2 ramps quickly up to over 8,000 units, and Q3 again ramps even higher to over 15,000 units, and then in Q4, we reached the remainder of 42,400 units. This is the detailed plan that we have created so far. Uh, however, of course, if everything goes as planned, which I expected to do, we would try to see if we can, together with our suppliers, increase the volume in the end of the year. And that obviously is something we will discuss closer towards the mid of next year. Just before the Inflation Reduction Act was signed into law, we acted quickly and enabled Fisker Ocean Reservation holders to enter into a binding contract to potentially retain eligibility for the old federal EV tax credit. In less than a week, we sold out our U.S. allotment of Fisker Ocean Sport and Ultra trim levels. 
We support solutions that provide more choice for consumers and level playing field as we look to grow the eBay market in the U.S. and continue to advocate for a meaningful transition period uh, which drives us to a clean future for all. So what that really means uh, in sort of layman words is that, of course, uh, everyone in the U.S. got told about the Inflation Act in about August uh, this year. And that was going to take effect in January 23. Obviously, nobody can plan for a, a U.S. manufacturing plant in four to five months. Uh, so we think it's realistic to give a couple of years chance to actually figure out how uh, we get to U.S. manufacturing. And that's really what we are uh, encouraging the U.S. government to think about. And we are seeing that already are discussions uh, between EU and U.S. Uh, to maybe loosen some of these rules, which I think would be meaningful. So Fisker is based here in the United States. It is actually in California, not too far away from one of our listeners who keeps sending me cool pictures of the factory. Keep sending those, by the way. I think that's really cool. But getting back on topic here, even though Fisker is based here in the United States and they have their, you know, basically their design team and their admin team based out of California and probably some other places. They don't, they don't build the vehicles here. They build the vehicles in Austria and because they build the vehicles in Austria, it's unlikely that any vehicles sold outside of that first 5,000 where people had to like lock in the price and be like, this is a binding contract. You, you're going to buy it or you're going to lose your $5,000. Outside of that, I don't know that the Fisker would qualify for anything in the Inflation Reduction Act for the foreseeable future until they start building factories here in the United States and sourcing you know, raw materials for batteries and stuff like that uh, here in the United States or with a, a uh, approved country. And the reason why I'm talking like I, I don't know what I'm talking about is because the Inflation Inflation Reduction Act is so convoluted. I don't think that the officials in the government fully understand it. There are CEOs being asked on a regular basis right now, you know, what what are you going to be able to uh, be approved for the Inflation Reduction Act or be able to participate in that program. And a lot of them are like, I don't know, because the batteries are sourced from and the materials are sourced from so many different places. And there's so many different rules for the Inflation Reduction Act that I don't I, I, I think it's going to take a while for everything to be sorted out, to be honest with you. And that's that's why I'm talking so stilted, because you just who knows, right? On Friday, we're going to have a story about some changes coming to the Inflation Reduction Act, but we're not going to talk about that right now, um, mostly because I haven't read it, so I don't have anything to add. But it is in my Insta paper for me to read, so we can go over it on Friday. Anyway, some of the other things that he had talked about was 62,000 reservations for the Fisker Ocean, which is quite impressive for a company that hasn't put out a car. I realize Fisker has delivered cars, but... The, uh, the Fisker as it exists now, 62,000, they haven't delivered anything. And 62,000 people want this car, so that's pretty impressive. Uh, in terms of production ramp, they said Q1, they're going to have over 300 units. And it is important to note that production starts on November 17th. So that's Q4 2022 and ends at the end of Q1 2023, which is March 31st. 
So they have, you know, what do they have? Three and a half months or so, uh, four and a half months to get the first 300 units out. I think that's a reasonable goal. Q2 ramps up quickly to over 8,000 units, uh, that, which is producing two to 700 cars per week. And then Q3 ramps up even higher to 15,000 units. And in the third quarter, they're going to start building left and right hand drives so that they can deliver vehicles in different parts of Asia and then also the UK, uh, Australia, uh, New Zealand, you know, the, the, the countries that drive on the opposite side of the road. Or as we so arrogantly call it here in the U.S. and probably all in North, North America, the wrong side of the road. But anyway, that's going to happen in Q3. And in Q4, we're going to reach the remainder of 42,400 units. Uh, and that will close out the 62,000-ish reservations that they have. And then after that, prices start going up. So if you're in that first 62,000 batch, they're going to honor your pri- your original price, which is really good of them. When you consider everything that's happened since they initially announced the ocean and started taking reservations in Q4, that's when they're going to start doing over the air updates. That's when that feature launches. Any update that needs to be done before the OTA launches in Q4, that will need to be flashed. Now, I don't know if they're going to send you something and you'll flash it yourself because I don't think Fisker has any service centers anywhere yet. So I don't know how that's going to work. When the cars are brought into the United States, they will be flashed with the most updated software. So when customers receive them, they will get, you know, the most updated software to that point. So that's a good thing. For Fisker to deliver 62,000 cars in a year, the suppliers are going to have to be on their game. If they're held up for any reason at this critical stage, uh, they're basically, they're in the infancy. They're not even in the infancy. They're in utero with their their business. Anything that holds them up or causes them issues is going to be a big deal. They have about $850 million, I think, is it was the number. It's right around there. That's not a lot of money, and that can be burned through very quickly. So... Suppliers need to be on their game. Magna, which is the manufacturing, uh, the company that's doing the manufacturing for the Fisker Ocean. We talked about that company last week. They, or our last episode, they've been doing this for a while. So honestly, I believe that they're going to be able to hit their target if they have the parts that they need. So fingers crossed it's going to work out for them. I think I mentioned that Fisker had a binding contract with some of the reservation holders, the first 5,000 or 5,000 reservation holders. It doesn't necessarily the first where you were locked in to the previous tax credit here in the United States of $7,500 because of this binding contract. Um, I think I mentioned that some of the things that I cut out was on November 17th, they're going to open up the 3d configurator for the Fisker ocean, which I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I hope they open that up to everybody, not just reservation holders. Fisker has a partnership with Wallbox, And we talked about this back in September. Uh, let's see here. They're expanding to or planning on expanding to China and India and they think that India will be perfect for the Fisker pair. So let's talk about the Fisker pair. The Fisker pair is coming along. Uh, they're validating it. It it's, sounds like everything's going well. They're currently in talks with suppliers. They still think that this vehicle is going to be priced under $30,000. And if it is, that'd be awesome. 
And they said to think about this vehicle because they're not giving you a lot of details on the car itself, but they said to think about this as a mobility device and not a car. I'm not sure what that means, but I'd like to know. Currently, they have 5,000 Fisker pair reservations. So interesting stuff. I'd like to see what they're doing with that car. Gita Gupta Fisker is the CFO, and she's also married to Heinrich Fisker. She is often my favorite part of these earnings calls. Unfortunately, where she was sitting in the room and the quality of mic uh, that they were using for the earnings call and her accent made it difficult to understand a lot of what she was saying. And normally when she's like up on the mic, she's very clear. It's easy to understand her. I think this is just a, a instance of a company that has a lot of money, $850 million in the bank not wanting to invest about $700 into some good recording equipment. So uh, I, I'm just going to go ahead and give you the best rundown that I can. And it's going to be fairly easy because there's only going to be two things that we're going to talk about here. And the first is uh, she referenced the 2023 production ramp, which we just talked about. So I'm not going to go over that again. Um, but that's very important. They hit that several times throughout this presentation. So that's very important, important to them. Not once did I hear Heinrich Fisker say laser focused. So uh, that's very disappointing. The other thing that Gita talked about was it's easier to get parts and raw materials than it has been in the not too distant past. Um, and then another good thing is prices are coming down, like aluminum prices are coming down quite a bit. And the Fisker Ocean, there's a lot of aluminum in it. So that's good for Fisker overall, especially since they are honoring those prices, like I said. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrier. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today, we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, enough of me yammering. Let's get to analyst questions. In Heinrich's, in his opening remarks, he talked about licensing the platform and doing some sort of partnering with manufacturing to other OEMs, like you know, let's just say like Chevy or Ford or whatever. I don't think it's going to be those companies. He didn't mention which companies they were. But let's go ahead and listen to that clip. The second part of the question regarding ocean uh, licensing a platform and manufacturing. So we have been already in, in detailed discussions with a couple of groups, big uh, uh, OEMs, international car makers, uh, about licensing our platform and jointly producing uh, this platform here in the U.S. One version would be of the other OEM that they obviously would design their own top hat, et cetera, on it. And then it would be our version, the Ocean. Uh, and, yeah, of course, that would be favorable to us because there would already be an existing plant. And uh, obviously, we have great value in the ocean IP that would offset um, some of these investments that we would normally have to do. Um, secondly, we have um, we have looked at licensing uh, the ocean platform uh, just separately without necessarily tied into manufacturing. And we are also talking to larger OEMs about. Uh, the sales of um, emission credits. Uh, so that's something that's ongoing as well. And then finally, we are looking at uh, a strategic partner as well uh, for the pair program uh, to, uh, to kind of introduce the pair in, in some unique markets that we haven't announced yet. So a lot of stuff's going on, but it's, I think some of these discussions and negotiations might have been a uh, 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 sort of a little bit of a, um, a reaction to the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, uh, where probably a few companies feel they need to get quicker to the table with an EV made in America. And uh, as everybody knows, if you start development of a car from a clean sheet of paper, specifically if you're in traditional OEM, with your own processes that normally takes you four years. Of course, if we license the ocean platform, you could probably get that vehicle to market in 22 months or less uh, for you know a much lower price. So I think there is uh, some interest there we have seen, and it's something we definitely uh, would like to be opportunistic about. Uh, and I think there's some good progress, and I'm very confident that we will have U.S. manufacturing uh, because, of course, as you know, uh, also, our manufacturing partner, Macna, have also talked about potentially setting something up in the U.S. So I think we have enough different op- options that we can choose between over the next couple of months to make sure that we get uh, ocean manufactured here in the U.S. 
if the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't get modified and the the politicians here in the United States stick to their guns and they're like, nope, you got to follow these rules. Otherwise, you don't have access or the customers don't have access to the $7,500 tax credit. Then it is imperative that Fisker start manufacturing or find some sort of partnership uh, to manufacture the Fisker Ocean here in the United States if they want to take part in that tax credit. And I think we talked about this earlier in the, the podcast, so I'm not going to belabor this, but I wonder which of the OEMs are, there talk- are they talking to? Because right now, Toyota, Honda, and Subaru are the ones that I can think of that are kind of behind the eight ball in terms of EVs. Now, Honda has a partnership with GM through Ultium. Uh, you know, Stellantis, which is Dodge and, and Jeep, that, that whole group, they actually have a platform. So I'm, I'm curious, uh, who do you think Fisker is talking to? My general thought when I first saw the Fisker Ocean was that it was a very Volkswagen-esque vehicle. Unfortunately, Volkswagen, or fortunately, already has their own MEB platform. So why would they need anything from Fisker. So I'm, I'm guessing it's gotta be either Toyota, which Toyota is currently rethinking their EV strategy, Subaru, which is unlikely or Honda, which is unlikely. What are your thoughts? Email me. It's Bodie, B O D I E at 918digital.com. In our next clip, we are going to learn about delivery times because the Fisker Ocean is coming from Austria all the way to the U.S. and the other parts of North America. So we're going to kind of get an idea what their plans are in terms of getting that vehicle shipped over to us here in the United States. Our next question comes from Joe Spack from RBC Capital Markets. Your line is open. Um, thank you. And um Team, th- thanks for the, the detail on on the production plans. I, I uh, and and the cadence of that. I, I was curious though how we should think about delivery times, especially from Austria to to the U.S. and presumably most of that's on 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 the West Coast. Um, you know, is it is it two three weeks or because obviously there's going to be you know a lag between what's produced in, in Graz and and when um, the vehicle's delivered and recognized. So, so uh, it takes about four four weeks, uh, could be four to five weeks to get vehicles uh, from Europe uh, into the U.S. Um, and uh, I think that the the advantage we have right now is we can obviously start shipping cars, and then they can be flashed once they're over here. So uh, we won't see that initial lack. But once you're in production, there is that lack, and. Uh, Obviously, the advantages in Europe, if we would have had to ship them the other way, is that we're shipping from Graz straight into all the European countries with, you know, being able to deliver, you know, the next day or a few days later. So it's a give and take there. Gita, do you have yeah, I just want to add that uh, we are looking at four ports here in the U.S., both in the East Coast and the West Coast, and uh, that will maximize our capability to make use of logistics, um, both East Coast and West Coast. Some ports are faster to process, and of course, you know, we're thinking exactly what you're thinking. Um, when do you re- realize or recognize those vehicles? So an ideal scenario will be that early in the quarter, the production will be routed for North America, and the later quarter will uh, clearly recognize in Europe. So we are working those fine logistics out, and the aim would be that uh, as we progress the ramp during the year, we also 
get to increase our efficiency between production and deliveries. For me, there was a couple of, of parts of this question that were important is one, I want to know how I, I genuinely want to know how fast can they deliver them once they're built? Because Austria is a long way from the United States. And two, Fisker can't actually count a vehicle as, as sold until it's actually delivered to the customer. And then they actually get paid for that vehicle. So, you know, we want them to have revenue, right? Like I, like I said earlier, the amount of money that they have to spend for production is our manufacturing is high. So we want them to deliver as many cars as they can early on so that they can uh, kind of keep themselves bolstered and not burn through the reserves. So that's important. The other part that I thought was really interesting was the fact that they have four different ports that they can deliver cars to. And some of those ports, Gita said, were faster as far as processing the vehicles and things like that. But I would also imagine that those ports are in different parts of the United States. So maybe these cars can be delivered to the customers faster that are in the regions of those ports. I don't know if that's their actual plan, but that would make sense to me, especially if you don't have like a, an actual hub to deliver these cars from like you do when you have a, like a factory like Tesla does with the gigafactories. So I thought that was pretty interesting. In our next clip, the analyst asks about the size of the battery pack, which I think is a very reasonable question and a fair question. So let's listen to that. You've kept this as a trade secret, and uh, so I'll give it a shot to ask. Can you, you talk about the, the size of the battery packs for you know for the ultra and extreme trims, and then the LFP battery in the in the sport? Could I ask a back question? Why would you like to know that? Isn't it more important that you know the range as a customer? Yeah, just just curious on on the efficiency of of the of the powertrain, I and mean, that's where the question comes from. Yeah, I, I know, but that's also where our competitors are. So we'll be announcing that when we have to, and I think it's going to be closer to us homologation. We might we might include it in our configurator on the 17s. We haven't decided that yet, uh, but. Uh, what we know right now is that we have one of the most energy-dense battery packs on the market today, uh, what we have been able to go out and compare with. And what we also know is we have the, by far the longest range of any SUV or crossover in our price range. And I think that's really what's appealing to the customers. Right, and appealing to the questions. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So I left that in there because I'm real. I'm genuinely curious as to why they're not talking about their battery pack. One of the things that frustrates me is when a company announces their car and they're like, and we're going to have a 400 mile range. And then when they actually produce the car, it's like 230 miles, which is why whenever I talk about specs, I always say, we'll see what happens when the car is actually produced because these are probably marketing people uh, interacting with engineers and the engineers are probably giving them a number and the marketing people are like, yeah, we'll, we'll add a little bit more to it. Uh, I have very little experience, a very tiny experience with marketing people. And that kind of thing was, was involved. That kind of thing happened in my very little teeny tiny experience. And I don't have anything against marketing people. They were all very nice, but yeah. So anyway, um, 
it's curious that they're this stage and they don't want to talk about how big the battery is or what this battery, the, the kilowatt hours, uh, how many kilowatt hours is in that battery pack. I don't know that they've talked too much about even charging. This is, I, I do think that this is kind of important. Now I think range is important too, but if you, let's just say you have a, 150 kilowatt hour battery, which is a very big battery pack and a very expensive and very heavy battery pack. If you have that battery pack in the Fisker Ocean and it can only go 210 miles, you you don't have a very efficient car. You know what? That's not fair. Let's that's not a fair example. Let's say that Fisker says you're going to get 300 miles off of the extreme. Now I don't know what they've said in terms of range because I can't remember off the top of my hand, but we're just going to say 300 miles. Well, that's great. Now you get your car and you're getting 300 miles. Let's say you're getting 310 miles. That's awesome, right? But then you find out it's a 150 kilowatt hour battery pack. You got to ask yourself, where, where are those efficiencies going? Where's that wasted energy going? Why, why, why do we have such a big pack and such a low range for that size pack and that size vehicle? So I thought it was a fair question. Next up, we are going to learn a little bit more about their production and delivery plans. I did tell you uh, that I cut out the part where Gita was talking about this. She gives a bit more condensed version of what she said in her opening remarks. And I thought I would leave this in because, like I said, they hit this production and delivery plan, this four-phase production plan. They hit it several times throughout this earnings call. So it must be important to them. So let's go ahead and listen in on that. Thank you, Henry. Uh, next question. Uh, what are your production delivery volume targets for 22 and 23 and uh, any updates on U.S.-based manufacturing in the ocean? I'll take that. Um, so as I walk through my script, um, I laid out a plan on how we get to 42,400 units in 2023, which is based on a very detailed uh, four-stage supply ramp up and vehicle assembly plan from November 17 till the end of uh, next year. And I, as I also mentioned, we are delivering a small fleet of uh, 15 fiscal oceans to Magna in December. Uh, we expect uh, U.S. and EU homologation in February, and then, of course, retail consumer deliveries to follow thereafter. Uh, then with respect to U.S. manufacturing, I think, as Hendrik mentioned uh, earlier, we've been approached by several OEMs who are interested and excited, both in ocean and pair platforms. And since ocean is near term, it's uh, obviously a very exciting product. Uh, so we are looking at what we can do jointly with an OEM. And as Magna, our production partner, have also publicly uh, uh, announced that they are also looking at potential U.S. production um, of EVs in general. So we are also looking to work with them or hear from them on what the plans are. But uh, I can imagine in the next uh, couple of years, we will have a plan to have U.S. manufacturing for the fiscal ocean. All right. She didn't really say anything that I haven't already discussed. So we're going to move on to the next and final question, which is all about the mobile app. Thank you. The next question, uh, mm -hmm. the information on the mobile app has not changed since uh, February. Can we expect any content updates and any relevant data to be added in the next month or so? Hunter? Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, there'll be a huge update on November 17th, both on our website, on our mobile app, and we will have our new interactive configurator. I just looked at it, it's amazing. Uh, so all this will be updated uh, on November 17th, and then we'll actually continue updating it, specifically uh, 
both the app and the configurator, there are some real cool new features, and we'll continue adding to that. And obviously, once you become an owner of uh, an ocean, then you'll be able to use your app and interact with your vehicle as well. All right. So it sounds like the Fisker Ocean app or the Fisker app is going to function much like any other app. You're going to be able to schedule service. I don't remember if he said this in the clip or if he just said this throughout the presentation somewhere, but you're going to be able to schedule a test drive if you don't already own one. You'll be able to schedule service and then, you know, you can control the car and all that stuff. So that's pretty cool. All right, everybody. That is it for me this week. Um, Friday show is probably going to be a little shorter than normal or not probably, it should absolutely be shorter than normal, although I keep saying that it never is. But anyway, um, I don't know when we're going to have people over to fix our bathroom because we had a leak, uh, the upper ba- upstairs bathroom linked into the downstairs bathroom. And uh, yeah, at some point in time, they're going to have to come and fix it. So I know they're not coming tomorrow, so I'm going to record tomorrow or Wednesday to just to make sure I get the podcast out there before they start making noise. And it may not even be this week, but I'm, I'm going to try and, and get ahead of this. So, all right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next Friday. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food. Food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.